Happy freaking New Year, you nutballs. Welcome back to the Bad Christian Podcast. Uh, we got a big year planned this year, and of course, it's kicking off with an Emory Tour and a Bad Christian Conference. Now, one of the special things we do at the Bad Christian Conference is throw a concert, a show. We already have a venue rented, so we say, why not throw an awesome show? And this year's is going to be Lights Out. Of course, Emory is going to play this concert. But also, our friends in the band May are coming, and they're going to headline the show. We could not be more excited to have them. Aaron Gillespie is going to play the show, and we're going to have a classic crime acoustic set, and we're probably announcing some other acts soon, but you get the picture. This is going to be a good one. It's just 20 bucks to come to it. It's in Dallas, Texas on February the 16th. That's Saturday, February 16th. You can get the tickets for that right now by going to badchristiancon.com. You can probably also find them at emorymusic.com, which is where we have the tickets for Emory on tour with O Sleeper. And that's going to be all in Florida and a little bit in South Carolina, the Southeast. That's coming up in a few weeks. Go to emorymusic.com. Get your tickets for both of those right now before you can't get them no more. Today's episode is sponsored by Hymns. So don't go bald like our friend Joey. Get Hymns and get a trial month for $5 by visiting 4hymns.com slash badchristian. Also today, stamps.com sponsoring the show. Thank you. So stop going to the post office. Get a four-week free trial plus postage and a digital scale when you visit stamps.com slash badchristian. Let's do it. Oh, hell yeah, God showed up. I don't give a shit what I put in my body. You don't ever f- talk to me that way. <laughs> so if you've never done oral, then you're extrovert. No, girl, it's my flesh. I, I showed my dad my penis when I was 25 years old. You don't get more honest than that. If you're old and you still love the Lord, Bad Christian is the podcast for you. If you're young and you don't know what to do, Bad Christian is the podcast for you. Bad Christian Podcast. If you're young or if you're old, thank you. Shout out to all our old. I mean, nothing gives me more pleasure than uh, there's older people that, that listen. You know, you do everything with the band. Oh, my God. all these kids Speaking- this and kids that. There are a oh, lot yeah. of listeners that are my age and older and BC Club members. There are 12-year-olds. Huge shout out. <laughs> but there's 12-year-olds also. But those are like the bully kids that know all the cuss words and dirty sex positions. Oh, I know. It's like those kids. That, that is really know. hilarious to think about the eight-year-old that listens to the Bad Christian Podcast. What a <laughs> shitty little motherfucker that guy yeah, is. Yeah. He's the one Toby, I got like, a quick, yeah. Toby, I got yeah. a quick bone to pick with you, man. Like I went for kind of a crunch guitar sound, and you started doing like a sing-along for kids. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, do, you, do you want me to help or not? I couldn't hear. It was like all I heard was nasal. The nasalator was on, and so I, I thought it was a beatbox. I apologize. Well, everybody's settling into their New Year's resolutions, but we'll skip yeah. ours and move on here with the year. But it's ha- I'm happy to be in 2019, mainly because the Bad Christian Conference is in 2019. Now it's this year. Dang! So that's the good news. So I have big announcements for that. We'll do that here. Um, we're going to talk yes. about the show, who's going to be there, what we're going to talk about. We've been slow to get it all organized here with some of the hangups um, of booking people. It's particularly difficult to book a fem- book females, women at all. But we've got some. Maybe even slow we'll down have some on more. that real quick. Slow that down has on that. It's been a challenge. I don't want to talk about it at all. I shouldn't have mentioned I'd, it. Anyway, I do. I, I, I do. don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Um, no, I do. I I do think it. I'm just gonna say one thing. I do think is very interesting. The situation that, because Matt, you didn't share this angst with me. You didn't. I did. I thought to myself, there's no way that we can present a lineup where there's no women. But behind the scenes, we had already asked well, a dozen I'm of them. I'm not trying to complain or anything like that. We, I wish we had more. <laughs> I would like to have either. more. Maybe we can add more. It's no big deal. I don't want to talk I'm just about saying it. for the general listener, don't just make conclusions without really getting yeah, done. Don't worry you know about what I'm that. Saying? Okay. Don't write people. Anyway, <laughs> let me talk about what we are doing at the conference and what it's based around, and it'll all make sense, I think, and it'll be quite exciting. So, as you know, Bad Christian is, you know, if you wanted to sum it, somebody was telling me we should do something where add a lot of value and give a lot of practical advice and make sure people come away with step. I was like, 
and, and that, that person told me, they're like, because, you know, all you guys do is talk about deconstruction, your ideas and all that. And that's all what I was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. That's what we do. Right. That's fine. That's, that is I'm what we do. I'm not trying to do the other things. That That is what we do. Take it or leave it. We've had a lot of life experience with touring, being in bands, yeah. doing all this stuff, you know, like it's my perspective is, I mean, everybody may feel that way about their own self, but I just like to share mine and, and hear other people's. And then I'll take from that. And other people could take from that. And it's not ultra practical. And yes, it's we're a seeker friendly podcast. What? Well, we're seeker friendly, <laughs> seeker friendly. Exactly. Anyway, we are. anyway, we're going to do some stuff that the theme of the conference is you don't need permission to change what you believe. And many, many people have, change what they believe. So what we're going to, what we have, the the big announcement that I want to make is we already, people already know Derek Webb is coming. People know he's had a giant amount of deconstruction that he has done uh, in his time. And we've had him on the podcast. So that looking really forward to, we're going to spend time with each of these following guests. I'm going to tell you about going through what, where they were and where they are now, multi-decade, a lot of people in the music industry, people we know, and they're going to be very comfortable and open up and share stuff from their perspective now, I think will be incredibly fascinating, entertaining. So Aaron Gillespie, we all know he's had a Good big journey. Good God, Aaron Gillespie. Well, we've all know he's had a big journey with where he's at in his yeah. faith and under oath in their career. And he, I'm telling you, he'd say, he'll say whatever these days. He will really <laughs> yeah. tell it like it is. I love it. He's going to be great. Um, and then once you've been in the CCM world, yeah. that shit will mess yeah. you up, yeah. man. You'll yeah. just you leave under oath. You, you try leaving under oath for four or five years, and you'll find <laughs> out what you'll say in public. <laughs> so super refreshing there. Uh, we have Brandon Robertson is going to be there, Ooh. and uh, Joey. So good. He was Robertson. awesome on our podcast. He's been on the podcast before. Oh, I don't know what the episode he was on. I can't remember the number of the episode, but it was so good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He he. I mean, can I just come yeah. right out and say he's say a it bisexual real quick? Yeah, pastor. give a real brief version. That's on his. That's that's on his Twitter description. Is he is an outspoken bisexual? What the thing that I find most impressive about him though is just or or most interesting is he seems way more evangelical than the three of yeah. us. Yeah. So like that's when right. you talk to him, you're like, oh wow, I'm not sure how much common ground I have with this guy. He's kind of cheeseball Christian, which is so <laughs> intoxicating. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's intoxicating. Like that dude's person. It kind of comes across that way. I love way. that you said that. That's In awesome. a very endearing way. I love the guy. I'm the one that pushed pushed through for him to be here. I You're love right. him. I love him. Okay, so I love that guy. So the and uh so I have new new uh guests that we're going to announce now. We have Autumn Miles is going to join the conference. And oh, yeah. we had Autumn Autumn Miles has been a podcast guest before and her area of specialty is a you know, exploding topic. I'm telling you 2019 and beyond is going to be big time. So uh, on this and it's church abuse. It's the yep. harms but that happen from domestic abuse. Yeah, I mean domestic abuse, and and that ha- and that ties into the church and, and church abuse exactly. and stuff like that. The yep. whole thing is the not outspoken. It's in the dark. It's a taboo. People are coming forward about it, and it's going to be a lot more than people think. Um, you might be right. Like there might I be think, a wave of this that it, I'm like sure. hit hit. Hidden abuse within the church is going to be massive. Yeah, I think so. Over the next decade, it's going to be unbelievable. It's going to be church changing. So we have to just pay attention to it, so we're ready for it, not to slam everybody. It's not that. It's right. Well, these right. things are coming. You got to pay attention. You got to hear people with experiences, stuff like that. Okay, the next set of guests I am going to announce are all from the band May, who is going to be at Woo! the conference and who is going to play the concert Saturday night and headline. Oh my so God. Wait Saturday a minute. They're going to be talking and playing? I'll work, I'll work in reverse, but Saturday night, <laughs> uh, February the 16th at The Door in Dallas, Texas is a big-ass, kick-ass show. It's Aaron Gillespie, Emery, and May, and there will be other guests God, added to that as well. Has there ever been a better lineup? I not, can't. I don't. Think I can't so. think of one. But I mean, who did Queen play with? Or Rolling Stones? I, I I don't know who they played with, but I know who we're playing with. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody knows that now. <laughs> right. I know some some impact those concerts made. So Good that God. is going to be just a huge can't miss show. It's in Dallas. I expect people to come from hundreds of miles all around. You know, Millions. Going to get miles. the word out. That this announcement is right now. Nobody knew about this till right now. But I work backwards into the con- so that is a standalone rock show. You can show up at seven o'clock, see an awesome show for just whatever the normal ticket price is, probably twenty bucks, and that They'll, they're on sale. I, th- I suppose now, as I'm saying this, I'm assuming they're on sale. Reba gave me thumbs up, so that's yep. on sale. So get that ticket. But if you want to come to the whole conference and see three days, it's Friday night. We're gonna do it sounds like stand up comedy. We're gonna do karaoke. We're gonna have an open bar keg stuff like that. 
um, pre-registration Friday night. Yep. We got stuff planned all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Uh, the guys from May are going to be a real special addition to this conference. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about who each one those three guys are that are going to participate uh, as far as I understand now and what they're like. Dave, the singer of May, I've done some podcasting with him recently. Um, he's gone through a ton of life changes and is now in a position, and he's he's always, you know, May's always been a band that didn't lean into being a Christian band whatsoever, but they were on Tooth and Nail, and there's all, you know, all this stuff. So they've always been um, a, a not outspoken band about faith and stuff like that. Uh, but I think we're going to get to hear those guys talk more about their faith than they ever have, and maybe the deconstruction or loss of it, and I think they're all at different places there. So I think that's going to be great, that we just have a environment where people can come in and talk, and I think we usually get great stuff because, you know, we're just similar dudes. With well, well, I want to say something here too. What, like when you told me about the May guys coming, and then you described each of them, and you, I know you're you're not done describing them. I just thought it's so awesome. Like we're talking about uh, the what what is the slogan for this this con? Well, the with, title of the conference and the theme of it is you don't need permission to change what you believe. Right, and I, I the reason I love that is the simplicity of it. You have the power to change what you believe and what what you've been told. If it's not accurate, you yourself, nobody else, you can change it. And I love the idea of having people that are talking about how they've deconstructed or reconstructed or, or changing the way they think. Like, I, you know, I, sometimes I get tripped up on the the big words of reconstruction and deconstruction. And like, is it just a fad? Like, you know, what, the Atkins diet or something. But what I like about this is these are real people that we have known and toured with. And they're going to tell you what it's, what it's like and what it's been for them changing their belief systems, uh, what they think now, where they still believe. Like, I mean, the idea of your whole life changing and still maintaining your faith even or, or losing it is so amazing. Like, what, what an amazing storyline to have. And I'm so excited to hear that from each. I mean, I mean, Aaron Gillespie's story and now the May guys too. I mean, it's unbelievable. What, the other two guys. Well, let me see. Yeah, I'll tell, really, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah so keep that, going. So Dave um, seems like he's willing to open up about where he's at, faith journey-wise, what he's realized, stuff like that. Um, Jacob, yeah. their drummer, who he has always been kind of a uh, what I would have previously described as like a <laughs> fruity spiritual guy. That I'm like, oh gosh, <laughs> you know. That's out there. Like, and, you know, me eight years ago would have been like, he's just way out there and that vague spirituality stuff. That stuff's not right. good. That's nonsense. Um, I think he's kind of, uh, you know, I think Dave mentioned that he's a big fan and then in the involved with people like the liturgist gang and that. So that represents yeah. him. And I think that one's really interesting because he's somebody I used to think was fruity. And now I don't think that about him. Now I think, oh, I'm really interested and probably agree with him on so much more than I ever thought I would. Isn't so that crazy? Yeah. So I'm excited I mean, to do that. I mean, a perfect example of that is uh, Jay uh, Baker. We had him on early uh, in our history, and I think all three of us are like, well, this guy's gone. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, he's now out. it's like, yeah. oh, we could have some good conversation with that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, th- no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I thought about this. Uh, I, I've told you all this, but like the idea of uh, these people, when they used to talk, I didn't start with respecting them. <laughs> Forget what they're talking about. I was like, oh, they are foo-foo, goo-goo, wild people. And now because I've been able to age a little bit and mature a little bit, I actually start with respect. Wait a minute. They're saying some stuff that is valid and real. And even if I still disagree (laughs) with some of it, I start with respect now. I mean, it's crazy how much my my brain has changed on that. Yeah. And then their guitar player, Zach, he is a man. I'm going to put my foot in my mouth trying to explain (laughs) <laughs> where Zach is <laughs> worse than calling Jacob fruity. But um, again, I respect these guys a lot. Now, Zach is somebody who from watching him and following him, engaging with him on Twitter and online and stuff like that. And I haven't been around him in years. He is way in the camp of like the very academic and I'm not just, I'm not saying this in a bad way, but the things that people would label in the category of the, where, you know, the academic and social sciences and social justice and Marxist and critical theory and yeah. all of those things. But he knows a lot about them, cares a lot about them. He's a very serious and intellectual guy. And so that is really, I mean, some of the conclusions and places he's at to me seem like the goofiest things I can't even understand. Hmm. But I, I, I know him and I respect him. And I, that's how you have to hear stuff that seems so seems out there. That's the context in which you need to be able to talk. So I'm excited to get to talk to like a, you know, 
somebody that I know and respect and is like me and try to get into some of that stuff and see if we can make heads or tails of it too. So May in themselves, what unbelievable addition, one of the best bands out there. And right. I'm thrilled to get to play a show with them and really catch up and talk. So I think at this point, if you've been on the fence about the conference, I've, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's be serious. It's going to be great. It's going to be terrific. And, and it's going to be really fun. we may add some more we, people, too. So we're still yeah, trying to add more women, but we we've, have had some problems there, like I said. Um, Yeah, did you, you did you mention all the other – did you even say propaganda? Oh, I didn't even say uh, propaganda yet. So, but people here are very familiar with propaganda. We already announced that. Right, that's and, true. Uh, I don't, he's not so much of a deconstructionist journey, but he will have some, some good well, things to say. That's what I was going to say. I am curious, though. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, well, well, the reason why I, I want to bring it up is uh, I, I just thought – what is really neat about this conference is what you will not get at any other conference in the world, especially when it pertains to spirituality or or more thoughtful thinking. Is everybody here? Like you said, a lot of this stuff, it where you're at in your walk or wherever you're at in your life with spirituality could potentially you you might would label it as goofy. Maybe you're immature. Maybe you're at a, Maybe, a point. Yeah. But but we have all the perspectives covered. We have like not all of them. Well, maybe not a all, lot. but a lot, a yeah. lot, and uh, and so you get a a real. I mean, it sounds cheesy, almost like real fresh takes, hot takes on well, real thought thought people who have spent time thinking about where what faith, religion, church, God, all of this stuff means, and they might all be at different spots, but they're all very valuable, respectable. Like That's the thing that I think is so neat about this. All these people I'm going to really respect and, and a lot of value to the words they're going to say. And yeah, so but I, I, I would say it's so not awesome. about takes at all. I resist the take thing a little bit. Um, I know what you meant, though, but I would say well, the, yeah, yeah. I would say the powerful part is the context and the comfort and the disarmed, real engagement, and then allowing the other people to take from it, resonate with it, add to it, interact yeah. with it. That The context of the Bad Christian Conference and the nature of the relationships that we have with the club members and our listeners and these other guests, that's the rich, dense part from which people take learn whatever and that's right. up to them not there's no well, it's not hot yeah. takes and, and teaching and well, practical okay. points that's not what we're yeah. going to be doing we're no, going to no, be no, that's fun. what I, that's what i'm saying like I, i'm saying these are takes that you probably don't always you wouldn't get all of that at any other conference and so the better word would be here confidence from real life experience all that's what context, that's what that's, all that all these people have real confidence and trustworthy ideas because they've lived it and are living it. And so that's what I think is really fun. Now, also, the other thing that I think is really cool, too, is this is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Like, we were just talking about the night before, Friday night is going to be like a crazy party at the club. I mean, there might be comedy. There's going to be, uh, you know, uh, it, people are going to get up and do some stand-up. People are going to DJ in, uh, drinking, partying, all this stuff. It, it's just going to be too fun to miss. Yeah. Okay, I want to talk a second about a company called Hymns. Now, I've always had the difficulty of how do I present myself to the, you know, visually, that is, to the opposite sex or to a job or to a social setting. Stuff like that's always been difficult for me as it is. So I always take all the help I can get. Now, I'm aware that a lot of men have problems with their hair and hair loss, for instance. 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. So if you have any insecurity about that and that describes you with even any amount of hair loss, now's the time to act because the thing is when you start to notice it, you know, it's already getting too late. You can it's way easier to keep the hair that you already have than it would be to, let's say, replace it later, <coughs> Joey, or anything like that. So if your hairline's slowly starting to move backwards, or if you got a bald spot emerging, you know, think about a year from now it might be harder. So I'd ask you, do you want that bald spot to pop up or you know, you want to do something about it first. Thanks to science and good companies and the internet, you don't have to accept baldness. Totally fine if that's what you want to do. But if you have any insecurity about that or your hair, forhims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. So here's the thing. Like I said, thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims will connect you with a real doctor and medical grade solutions to treat hair loss. They have well-known generic equivalents to the name brand prescriptions that will help you keep your hair. It's not snake oil pills or this is real deal. Prescription solutions backed by science. There's no waiting room. There's nothing awkward about the visit and going there. You can save hours by going to 4 It's very easy. You answer a few quick questions, a real doctor will review and can prescribe for you, and the products are shipped directly 
to your door. So go ahead and order now. Our listeners get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last. So see the website for full details. This will cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. So go to fourhymns.com slash badchristian. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash badchristian. Fourhymns.com slash badchristian. All right. Um, all right. So I'll move on from that. I'm going to tell you all a quick story about my Christmas that I've been saving, and then we'll move on. If you all got that's great. Stuff. Tell me what Before you, you do you that. Something. Yeah. Yeah, I had something, too. I want to talk about I am doing another uh, three True Man events. And if you don't know what True Man is, it is uh, a, a call to action that I felt. <laughs> I have a calling, uh, but a call to action that I felt like men have been pushed out of church and maybe even out of our society. And I love having a night where we... Uh, sit in somebody's living room, um, have some really serious, sometimes heartbreaking conversation uh, about whatever we get into, but a lot of it ends, ends up being about uh, grief and mourning and uh, things that are in our past that still affect us to this day, and all that mixed with having a good time and playing some music together. I'm going to bring my guitar. Bring your guitar or your tambourine or whatever you play. We're going to play some songs together. We're going to grill some meat and hang out, and we're, we're going to have some really fun but deeper, like I said, sometimes heartbreaking conversation. It's going to be in Pensacola on January 18th, uh, Coving- around the Covington, uh, Louisiana area, uh, the night, January 19th, and then the 20th in Birmingham, Alabama. Birmingham, I, I just got my host. Y'all sign up quickly. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hang out with me, and uh, let's have some real time. Now, yeah, back to you, Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds Hey, while you're, in, while you're in Birmingham, you need to go to Church of the Highlands and uh, visit that church. I hear that the, uh, it's very life-giving over that, there. That is Joey actually crashing on another church in the <laughs> nicest way he can. Like, he's being completely sarcastic, and he knows those people. <laughs> it is like, crazy. That is the nicest sarcastic thing you've ever said in your life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll Hey, get... Toby, I am proud of all the work that you're doing over there at True Man. Over there. I'm, over in I'm that proud world. Of you. Hey, Joey came yep. to a True Man. He cried. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I ain't going to what? You got, you got emotional. Get me. You almost cried at the True Man Charleston. I think I did cry. I know. That's what I said. I thought you did, but you acted oh, gotcha. like you did. I thought all you right. just said I almost did. You get you get 10, 11 men in a room, there's almost no way you ain't going to cry. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Matt, with All your right, I'll give you story. A quick, I bet it's going to be really awesome. Story. I'll give you a quick story. And this kind of stories people like for me are ones where I'm the fool because everybody loves for me to be the fool. I'm happy to be the fool okay. for many people. And I had to admit it when it's the case. I'm at a time in my life where I had to reassess some things and try to get some things a little bit more right. I've been making some mistakes. I've been taking risks for too long. And I don't know if it's old age, I don't know what it is, but it might be catching up to me. And I am going to have to learn from my mistakes and risk and mitigate them and get it under control. So the following story is an example of that. All right. I will have to start by briefly reminding you and telling these other people about the story that I told in the BC Club edition only, where I cut myself really bad with a knife at Thanksgiving. So the clubbers already know that story. I'll just recap it very quickly here and then move on. At Thanksgiving, I was with the McDonald family, the Studley family, and the Powell family, and all their kids, like 20 kids. I think it's 13 kids. And I have the best, sharpest knife for a smoked turkey that I made. It's a carving knife. It is awesome. I sharpened it that day, um, told Bridget how sharp it was and was bragging about it. Just like, oh, you're going to, this is so good. I can't wait to carve that turkey. Uh, Now (laughs) I've been drinking, hanging out. I'm talking. I'm telling her about the knife. I just got my turkey in off the smoker. I'm slicing it. I'm slicing it. I'm slicing it. And now I am carving the shit out of my index finger before I know it. Oh, gosh. Um, And you don't know that you're doing it? Well, I already told you this story. You don't have to play along. I didn't. I wasn't on that club episode. Oh, you weren't even on that. That's right. Okay, well, good. (laughs) I thought I was like, wow, Joey's really playing along. Like, yeah, nerd, the story. (laughs) I know, Joey. I thought you were doing the best acting you've ever done in your life. I was like, wow. This is all I've ever wanted from Joey. A little help. There it is. My God, he sold that. <laughs> um, yes, I mean, I, I carved, you know, a eighth of an inch off the left side of my left index finger. That, of course, the one I play guitar with and all that, you know. 
Right. And I mean, the chunk was gone. It's a wide open wound. Whoa. And it was definitely should go to the hospital probably situation. Maybe I could get out of it. Maybe I could not. I wrapped it up in gauze, got out of there, was worried about infection. There was no way to close the wound, even if you put Ugh. stitches in it. So I just kept it. You know, I'm very diligent about being clean when I'm trying to. Uh, when, right. You know, I, I think about germs and stuff like that a lot. I'm very careful when I'm watching myself heal. The whole process of the healing of that was was terrific. I mean, it was it was yeah. awesome. I really enjoyed the healing Join the, the club and hear part. more details. Um, it was great. Anyway, uh, that was Thanksgiving Day. Now, I'm going to fast forward to Christmas. I get one present this year. One. I get one present this year. I get it from a secret Santa. And if you, if you ever do a secret Santa, let me tell you, just make it easy. Don't just say a general <laughs> thing you like. Just say, I, I'm interested in model cars or whatever just say something who cares and let them know what to get so they're not all twisted up so i did a really good solid job of making it very easy on my secret santa to get something that i wanted that i like that i would use that would be easy for them and right in the price range so of course and i'm telling you i didn't get stuff for bridget anybody get one present for christmas yep yep I get a pocket knife that I was interested in. <laughs> That's what I got for Christmas. Now, right. I just went out. You, what, you said you I got a pocket, pocket knife, knife yeah, for pocket Christmas knife. with my, <laughs> right. my one present for Christmas is a Kershaw pocket knife. I feel and like I know what's going to happen. I, I am at Bridget's aunt's at this big house an hour and a half from Seattle with about yep. 30 of her family members. I know about seven of these people. Kids everywhere, like giant zoo house. This is where the secret Santa thing is, everything. I get the knife. I'm very happy. Um, the the Santa that gave it to me is terrific. And then yep. I'm, you know, walking around, same thing, drinking, talking to people, trying. I wasn't even drinking, really. It wasn't even that. But, I, you know, I'm just in that mode. Yeah. To, you know, I don't know what it is, distracted or whatever. And somebody goes, oh, Matt, we need to use your knife. We got to open this Christmas present. I walk over. There's oh, this God. bear. It's zip tied in a cardboard box i grab it with my oh, left no. hand i take the knife in my right hand and attempt to cut the zip tie holding that bear <laughs> in the thing <laughs> and the, of course i missed of course the knife that i opened eight minutes ago slipped off the zip tie and went direct mm. with my right hand as i'm pulling pushing to the left the tip of the knife goes <laughs> directly in the palm of the meat of my thumb oh god and it and it went in far <laughs> and oh, i felt it Lord. immediately and i said oh no like like i was like okay nope it's fine and i squeezed it and i looked up i was like okay all right um you know like, okay m- maybe nobody saw that maybe this isn't too bad you know i felt yeah. it i mean i jammed it into my own hand and i, and I immediately grabbed it I was like oh this is going to be embarrassing um i'm probably you know this might be a little bit of a cut and i looked down where i was squeezing it and the blood was spraying still like oh oh god like it's coming but you know beyond where i'm holding it and it's making patterns on the ground at this point and i'm like oh shit Uh. and it takes everybody else i just kind of paralyzed for a second and it takes me a couple seconds before people start noticing and bridget i mean she's sitting right there and poor bridget you know what i mean as much (laughs) shit as you talk about we talk about her i do (laughs) poor poor lady Poor God, bless no, her poor heart. Poor, poor Bridget. She has to see her husband yeah. constantly cut himself. Yeah, I know. Consecutive <laughs> winter holidays in front of large crowds with uh, knives at by his own hand. I mean, I'm you know crazy. There's a nurse there. I go over to the sink. I mean, she helps me compress it. I'm, I get lightheaded. Like I almost passed out. I was like, oh, I'm good so God. embarrassed. Yeah, because I mean, really, just the sight of the blood at some point right. is a little bit whatever. But I, I'm then I'm looking at it, and it, she's like, well, you probably you need to go to probably need to get a couple stitches in that. This is a puncture, and it's whatever. Right. Um. And I'm like, oh. and it's, you know, we're an hour and a half from home at night. Right somewhere i'm like uh you know i don't i don't want to go get stitches if i don't have to so then i have to go through this this real uncomfortable dance that happens with me often with people people like nurses uh teachers anybody that is used to being an authority it always doesn't go super well when i when (laughs) when i try to get information from them to make my own decisions right that never really goes well yeah, <laughs> you know, the, I, I understand they feel something from me that sounds like I'm questioning them, but I'm just trying to understand, and, and you know, I'm trying to see if I cannot go to the hospital here. So I have to negotiate with her without disrespecting her, and she's saying right. should get a couple stitches, might ought to, and I'm like, but well, I have to. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, and so I wait a little while longer, and then she, we, she plays with it and sees it open back up, and it kind of does, and you know, Bridget's mad. She's like, just, just you know, what are we gonna do? Yeah. And, 
I held on and I also didn't go to the doctor for either of those items. And I swear to you, you don't know anybody that wouldn't have gone for both. Yeah. You don't know anybody that would not have gone to the hospital for both of those things. But I, I survived. Same thing. I come home. It's my guitar playing hand. So I have a whole nother like week and a half where I can't play guitar. And I'm yeah. just nursing this in- injury, cleaning it really well, putting the Band-Aid on it, just trying to survive. And I survived. I've been watching my body heal both left hand injuries. I'm okay now. I did it. But I now, don't know I'm what to do that I could be that stupid. I understand everybody's point when they're like, he's stupid. You know, I, I, right. I know the feeling people must have about me with stuff like that. I get it. I'm sorry. I am going to work on it. I'm going to be more careful. It's interesting because I, I don't I, I see that as a to each his own. I don't think that's stupid, but I'm surprised. Kind of I thought not know how to use. I knife. thought stitches would be something that you would see as a very practical in, uh, ends to a mean. You got to go yeah. to the doctor to get the Novocaine and stitch it all up. I'm surprised you didn't go get stitches. Now, I, I can situation. totally see when you got a sore throat and you're coughing, you have fever and all that, that you don't go to the doctor. But just to get your skin to heal quicker, I'm surprised you didn't go. Matt, that's thank cool. you for sharing that story. I appreciate it. It, it doesn't never gross me out. I, I always agree. If there's any way not to go to the doctor, I try to. I choose. I'm not that. trying to be too proud. Like if she just said you no, need to, I'd have gone immediately. But hey, yeah. if I could get away with not, I'm. I, I'm. I want to handle this. I, I always think that too. Like when people say stitches, I always think stitches is mostly like trying to protect from infection and then mm-hmm. uh, cosmetic. Right. I'm not worried about right? cosmetic, but infection. Yeah, but on is, your thumb, it, it, it you don't matters. care. Yeah, you don't care about the cosmetic side of it. So anyway, well, then I start is, thinking, do I have my tetanus booster? But uh, I can't wait to your next injury. But uh, the next injury is going to be phenomenal. I ain't having a next one. I'm going to be careful from now on. <laughs> so there I was with this new knife. And my, then all of a sudden, my intestines were out. I love knives. I asked so the much. lady for an hour, should I go to the doctor? Anyway, all right, folks, I was at the post office today. And although they are super nice people, I have to admit, the people at the post office treat me, treat me well. Um, it was time consuming and I should have just used my stamps.com account. I was like, ah, I'll just skip it this time. And I learned my lesson because no matter how nice the people are at the post office and how well they treat you and, and how hard working they are, cause they're hard workers. They can't be how quickly, easily user friendly it is to use stamps.com in the comfort of your own home. Seriously. But why not make stamps.com your new year's resolution? Stop going to the post office to send letters and packages when you don't have to. Save time and money this year using Stamps.com instead because Stamps.com brings all, notice I said all the amazing services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer. And Stamps.com is the faster and more convenient way to get postage, by the way. Simply use your computer to print off official U.S. postage for any letter any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. And the mail carrier picks it up. You can drop it right in your in your box in front of your house. And the, the post mail carrier, post carrier, what do you call it? The postman, the post lady, the post person will come and pick it up. With stamps.com, you get discounted postage, postage rates that you can't even get at the post, post office. Seriously, I'm just talking to you folks here. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to use stamps.com because... I want your life to be better, <laughs> and it will be. So right now, you too can enjoy Stamps.com service with a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus postage and a digital scale. So start this new year off right. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Bad Christian. That's Stamps.com. Enter Bad Christian. All right. Uh, I got to tell you all a story that I... I guess I'm embarrassed by. I'm embarrassed <laughs> by this. It makes me feel. Oh, I'm embarrassed by mine. So okay, that's the best stories. <laughs> I'm not guy. ever embarrassed of mine. I don't know. It just makes me feel weak or stupid or ignorant, mm-hmm. like not smart. But I saw a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I swear to you, I am not joking. And I, and it's one of those things too where. I couldn't. I I couldn't totally. I had to like play it off because <laughs> if I went ghost. all in to my wife about seeing a ghost, then she would be scared. So I could. I was like, yeah, you know, it's just a trick of the brain. It's a trick of the brain. That's what I went. But <laughs> but you don't really but, believe okay. that. I mean, I, no. I mean, okay. 
So I'm laying in bed watching uh, Westworld on my phone, right? And uh, so the scene that happened was something happened and then the screen goes black and then it comes back with the next scene, right? So the Mm -hmm. screen goes black for maybe one full second. Mm -hmm. The screen comes back on and then all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I see Jess walking slowly like towards the bathroom or out the door or something. I was like, what is Jess doing awake right now? She's been asleep for probably almost two hours. Like I, I was up late for us. You know, I, I just was laying there. I couldn't fall asleep and I was watching Westworld. And I was like, what is she wearing? It's just so weird. It looks like she's covered in a blanket or something. Maybe she's cold. I don't know. She got to go to the bathroom. Is she going to check on the kids? What is she doing? <laughs> and it was at the end of our bed. I promise you that oh, I saw this. this and then I I was like, that's so weird. And I, I roll over and Jess is laying in bed. Oh shit. And then I, I I mean she's laying right beside me. I shine my flashlight, my phone flashlight in her at her. And uh I turn around and, and then the other thing's gone and that was it. And I was like, I, I and We've been watching this. There's a show on Netflix called Brain Games and how it messes with your brain. And there's a, a magic for humans that just shows, you know, how your brain tricks you and all this stuff. But I'm telling you, there is no escape for my brain, Toby Morell's brain, that it was a larger physical real thing in our room walk moving slowly across. So I I just couldn't believe it. Uh now, so my immediate thoughts, because I've been watching all this, I wasn't scared. That that was, that was the the neat thing about it. Like you know, fast rewind uh, several years ago, I would have been, oh my god, that's a ghost or a demon or anything, right? Mm-hmm. My initial thought was, how did I see this? You know what I mean? Like, like uh, did my brain trick me? I started thinking, okay, when the screen went black and then it comes back on the. It, when I was watching the 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 TV show on my phone, I thought, okay, this it, somehow it's reflecting in my glasses, and I'm seeing some kind of image from my phone through my glass lens, my, my you know my eyeglass lens, and it's projecting some kind of thing. So I guess. But here's what's really creepy about that: I did that three times in a row because I was watching something I could rewind. I did it exactly how I was laying and everything three times at you know it's like 11 30 p.m at night uh-huh. and it could not get that thing again yeah whatever it was right the i could not re- replicate anomaly yes exactly and so i was like oh, oh my god and, and then i just tried to i keep trying to tell myself oh how did you do that that's so funny your brain's playing this trick or whatever but for the last that happened three nights ago the last two nights, I keep like shining my flashlight because I'm a little nervous <laughs> or scared that there's a ghost in our room. What, what did, you, did you tell Jessica right uh, away, or what did you do? I told her the next night. I, it, it's so funny how like uh, it, it's just okay. One thing that makes me think ghosts aren't real, right? You only see them at night. Like, if, <laughs> it, like what the hell do ghosts care about just the nighttime? So I go, okay, that right? You know what you I mean? Believe like, in, you I, believe in raccoons, though, right? Yeah, I believe in raccoons, but I'm saying, well, yeah, but you can you can see a raccoon in the daytime. I mean, you can see a skunk or something crazy in the daytime. Well, uh, why why do you only uh, and, and ghosts and raccoons aren't the same thing? You has anybody ever seen a ghost during the day? I don't know, Joey. When you saw the guy kind, cutting grass in your backyard, was it during the daytime? It was at night. It's the same thing as like stars and the moon, man. It, you can't see ghosts until it becomes nighttime. It's because their chemical makeup. Obviously, no. let's so kick the music. What, Let me do a science segment. What did you What did you really think, though? Uh, like, what's your mathematical percentages on this? Okay, well, my first Toby's thought convinced. was my first thought was, what the fuck was that? Because it, it looked. <laughs> I mean, I promise you, I couldn't be more convinced that it was my wife walking to check on the kids or go to the bathroom. She does that, you know. Thirty percent of the year, uh, when I'm when I'm laying there, it, she kind of wakes up when I'm I'm still awake, laying in bed, and goes and checks on the kids or goes to the bathroom or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So what m- number, numerical percentage, do you put on that you saw a ghost? I'm just saying, like, you have $10,000 to I, bet on I, red or black. Or, I mean, what odds? What do you take? I mean, it has to be zero. I can't, I can't <laughs> believe in a ghost. Yeah. I can't I can't go there, but I promise you I can't escape the fact that I there's not been a more real moment where I saw a real physical being moving in our room. Like I, I, I just cannot that's the thing that bothers me the most. It couldn't have looked more real. And here's what's the stupidest thing of it all. It was kind of like wearing a sheet, like the cheesiest ghost you could ever imagine would be. Like that, that's the thing that's the dumbest thing in the why whole world. Zero percent. I don't get it. Like why? Why is it so? I, I mean, I can okay, see giving well, it a I, small chance, but why? Why do you think it's impossible for there to be supernatural stuff? I don't get it. Because why, after living in our house for almost three years, would that be the time that a ghost shows up? Like, I could see it like, well, you just moved into a house and it's creepy and scary. Why, like, after three years, all of a sudden the ghost goes, okay, I'm going to fuck with them. He got like, his you know courage I mean? up, and, and and he may not want to fuck with you guys. He may want he may he may want to fuck with y'all like he as might, in party. Like he I want to be trying to warn you about guys. something. You might should pay attention. Well, he's trying to warn okay. you. Let me ask y'all, Joey. What's your percentage that I saw a real ghost? I'm a hundred percent convinced. You don't even have to tell me anything. Else. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I would uh, be honest. L- let's 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 not let's not say ghost. Let's say something supernatural. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Like so, something natural, supernatural. I would say because you're my friend and you're very skeptical and how you are delivering this information, I'll give it a 40% chance that you saw something supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Reva, Ooh, what do you think? No Reva, what do you think? You've been to my house. Reva, what do you there? think? Uh, do you think, what did, what percentage chance did I see a ghost? Like Or 0. something 5. supernatural. So Toby, who was there, gives it zero. Reva gives a point five, and Joey gives it forty percent. Oh wait, you're at zero, Toby. Of course, I'm at what zero. What Toby's telling you though, it, it's reasonable for you to have a percentage higher than his. I wasn't paying attention. What Toby's saying is it's zero. However, in a material sense, he has no other explanation, and that is causing him dissonance because he can't allow himself to think it was yeah. really a ghost. But there are no signs of anything other than it being a ghost to him. And then he kicks it to y'all, which is reasonable to say a point five, and you know forty percent's a little, a little, you know, a little off the earth crazy. Forty percent? <laughs> There's a four. I mean, that's Vegas odds. That is probable. That's like yeah, if good you money. give if you give two teams, two NFL teams, one NFL team has forty percent chance of winning. That's most likely they have a chance. That's really good. It just, yeah. sh- I mean, it just shows how much I trust you, man. You don't say Matt, this kind of stuff what do you that think? often. It, well, now the funny, the funniest. Hold on, the funniest thing about Joey is he says, "Let me clarify. Let's don't use ghost. <laughs> Let's use super like like what what uh, what supernatural? What Let, a we get ghost up on the day. angels, ghost, demons. Yeah, I saw an angel. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been an angel, right? Could have been. That's reasonable. Matt, what's your percentage? Um, I mean, of course, I like the zero is what I'd like to say. I mean, I, I don't right? have any entertainment of that. But, you know, I could probably kick it like a hundredth of a percent or something to not be mathematically eliminated, you know? Now, that's exactly what I thought you would say, except for there's one caveat to this story here. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. There's one caveat to your story that I want to mention. What's that? Matt swears that a demon choked that's him hilarious. one time in his Yeah, I'm 100% <laughs> on that. A demon choked you in your sand not at choked, your house? Not choked. I did not say choked. You said ha- wrapped his, uh, his his sharp fingernail no, that's not uh, the claws around that's your throat, story. right? I I had an experience, and I've told it on the podcast before, but yep. I, had, Is it- I had an experience where I encountered something that I was 100% convinced, and now am a significant digit openness to it being real. Yes. What was it? But I may have what moved you from being 99% in your bedroom at your house. To now I'm maybe more in like 10%, your bedroom at your house. What did you? It was a uh, hotel room in Portland. Okay, hotel room in Portland. I'm sorry, hotel room in Portland. What did, what happened? Um. 
does the context matter? One sentence. You got one. You got one sentence. Activity. You only have one sentence okay. to tell everybody. What What do you say? Uh, what w- happened in that hotel room? I I woke up and choked out by a demon. I wasn't choked out by a demon. <laughs> I saw. I felt. I was paralyzed. I know I'm aware of sleep paralysis. I've read up on it, but I was paralyzed and unable to speak or move except for my legs and my body in the bed with my hands by my side. My body. I looked down and saw my own legs moving to the left a centimeter at it, like moving, <laughs> like shifting in the bed. And I was paralyzed and I was unable to speak. And I felt a presence and I looked into the other side of the room and right. saw isn't the exact right word. But I would this the probably the closest word I can say. I quote air quote saw the presence, felt it to be demonic. Tried to both say cuss words at it, like and and conjure the name of Jesus is all I could think to do. Those two things I tried okay. to do those things, I was unable to do it. Uh, I woke up, you know, got some water. Eventually, something else, and I went back to sleep. And it happened again after that. Again, a real similar, some other thing, thing of that. And it was really convincing. It was there was spiritual contextual what? stuff at the time maybe played into it and what I was doing. What in percentage was that like real? That. What what percentage was that a demon? Well, I probably moved from your the, from ninety nine the day after um, yep. to <laughs> to probably single digits that that happened and it wasn't something. I don't believe you right now. You're lying. But I, don't I mean, I would you it would be single digits. I would feel foolish. That's fifty. To, to you're at fifty percent. That happened. Well. I mean, that you're seems not single absurd. Dig- you're that- not single digits that that happened. It was real. You're not. I mean, it's, not it true. sounds like sleep paralysis and some other mental. I mean, I wouldn't believe it if somebody else told me too much. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I it's well, put, a, put it yeah. this way. If if something is not involving not sleep or drugs or yeah. any sort of, um, you know, un- being under the influence and it's not at nighttime and you're a skeptical adult. I think it's so easy as time goes by to start second guessing yourself. But I think just the fact that yep. it is open for discussion in your brain brings some validity to it. Like three, you know, such and such years afterwards, yep. Yep. and you're still thinking, man, that was crazy. What uh, yeah, in the world I, I happened? I think that right there is that's, that's, that's the thing. Like high. as time goes by, as time goes by, right. it, it just seems obviously natural that you would go, yeah, it probably wasn't right. true or whatever. But I mean, if it was so real in the moment, like I cannot escape that I feel like I saw a physical thing in our room. I mean, and you, you are saying that too, Joey and Reva, have y'all ever seen anything like that? Like in your yes. sleep, in your bed, what what yeah, have you seen, like, Joey? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I already told you the lawnmower, uh, the, the grass, but you saw ghost, a ghost here, cutting the grass. In yes. Your but here's the, which here's I think is thing. so neat and nice of that ghost. Here's what I cannot <laughs> shake though, is I literally, saw what I saw, turned to another friend. Granted, we were in the third grade. (laughs) But he actually looked at me with terror and said, I really want to go inside the house. And I said, yeah, you're probably right. I threw sticks at this thing. I yelled at this thing, and it was see-through, and he was cutting the grass, and my peer (laughs) wanted to go inside the house. He was so scared. It's really hard to doubt that. <laughs> it just really is because well, he could have also just been scared because of how you were reacting to it. Right. It might sure. you might have seen something scary that was had another explanation also. Yes, but I just don't know. I mean, and is that the only time too, you've ever seen anything crazy? Like no, you've never had high, anything in your in mind? high school. Everybody has their city where there uh, there's an obscure place where you can go knock on a church door and say a certain right. ritual, and then get in the car and flip your lights and all that stuff. When I was in high school, uh, my brother was in for town, and we heard so many stories about this Ravenel light. Ravenel is like a little country area <clears throat> outside of Charleston. So we did this thing, and we sat in this old pickup truck, and we literally saw walking down a dark road. Uh, the best way I could describe it would be pitch black dark, but someone walking towards you slowly with like a lantern that's kind of going back and forth. Now, here's the thing is, sure, we're in high school, but there is no chance of this being a car from the interstate. There's no chance of this being 
mistake, like a regular thing being mistaken because you're looking right at it. It's totally pitch black dark. It wasn't there. Now it is there. So in my opinion, even though I was in high school back then, there's only two explanations. It's either a prank or it's something supernatural. It's not an accident. And we've we've been, I mean, we went back and sometimes it didn't happen, but the two times it did happen, it was so real that the person behind the wheel could not help but to turn around and speed away. And so we went back the second time and my brother was like, please don't do that again. Let's wait for the thing, whatever it is, to come up to us. And that person could not control themselves for a second time. They hit the gas because they were so scared. And so I look back on that and everything in me wants to say, no, it's ridiculous. But if I if I think about the human mind and I think about the situation that we were in at the time, I don't know what else I could have. We, I mean, we're talking 13 people hallucinating, all seeing <laughs> the same thing. I mean, and you know there's got to be some skeptical people there. They're not all Joey Svensons that would just buy anything. And so I just, to this day, I think it was something weird. I don't know if we, we called up an evil spirit or if it, it, maybe it was a hoax. That's a really weird hoax to sit out there at like 1 o'clock in the morning waiting for someone to flash their lights three times so you can walk out there with a lantern and then mysteriously disappear. I mean, it's just... Well, my, thing, yes. was, my, my thing with this was that I just I, I immediately thought my brain's gone. Like I just saw something and it can't. I mean, because I wasn't I wasn't looking for anything. I'm literally laying in bed trying to fall asleep to watching Westworld or whatever. And all of a sudden I see something and I was like, what is Jess doing? Why is she walking so slow? Yeah, that's my uh, that was my actual thought. Like my actual but real if you thoughts. had a security camera. You don't think you would have seen anything on it, though. Right. You're probably right. I agree. I agree. It's a ghost. But, they know how to keep Well, that's what I'm saying. I've been watching stuff. this. The, if you watch <laughs> uh the on Netflix uh, Brain Games or uh Magic for Humans, y- you realize your brain fills in weird gaps or things, all right? And so I was laying there and my immediate thought was this isn't a ghost. That's stupid. My thought was, okay, my there's a smudge on my glasses, yep. and the light from my phone is causing this thing to move across, and the and the screen is moving slowly, and and that probably is what it was. No, I'm saying, Toby, I, I agree. If that's, if that's what it was, we would not be having this conversation right now, unless you were drunk or insane. We would not be having this conversation right now if it was a smudge in your glasses, because that's the first thing you jump to with that kind of stuff. Is you have a rational explanation. You brought it up on this podcast. That mean that I mean that to me signifies something weird happened to Toby. Unless there's something you're not telling us as far as no, but you but took what a I'm saying medicine is, but, that you but never this had. This is or, how all uh, crazy goofball religious everything starts. You but see you're something. not that type of person. But, but what I'm saying, I know, that's but that's you. what I'm saying. It. I cannot go there. That's why I'm. So it's got to be true. <laughs> but no, but I'm saying <laughs> I'm I can't saying go. That. I can't. I can't go there because uh, why would I trust my brain, how bad it is, to believe that it saw that thing? Matt's right. If there was re- if there was something more reliable, I don't. I'm almost certain it wouldn't be there. But here's what really sucks: if I had video cameras in my bedroom and it didn't show anything, I would go, "Yes, yeah, because it's a ghost." <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, but that doesn't, yeah, it's a ghost. Yeah, it ain't gonna show up on video yeah. camera, Matt. Right, I know, but why would it show I up mean, to the optic nerve in your eye? Because I it, am a spiritual what, being, know. not a technological being. No, but your eyes—you have eyes that I have a soul. My soul saw and converted it, Matt. to voltage. It goes to your optic nerve and then gets interpreted. It's no different than I mean, you know, that's just a very physical process, like a camera. I know it's convenient to say that, but you know. I, I don't know. I, I, that's all I'm saying is. You ever seen a face ID a, on an iPhone? Okay, then. Arrest my case. There's always a way out of everything. Uh, almost always. Right. That's what bothers yeah. me. And so, I, I mean, I just was like, it, it was really funny as I was telling Jess about it in the morning. I was like, hey, listen, this is crazy. I know. And I was trying not to scare her or anything because I don't want to go on tour and she's scared. Now, I think it was a nice ghost, ghost but I did. <laughs> but, see, I think yeah, yeah. it was. I'm sure but, it was friendly. It was smiling, and I felt warm. But what was really funny is <laughs> at, at, at this stage in my life with our kids, nine and seven and five, 
They walked into the kitchen, just like <laughs> it's like she shushed me because I can't, I can't talk about my experience because they'll be scared to death. <laughs> they would be devastated if they. I mean, they would be petrified. It would be they would never sleep again if they thought that. With and all you, I'm saying is, I'm 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 fifty fifty at least, or probably no. I said zero percent. I I am probably ninety ten percent. 90% nothing, 10% maybe there's something. That's probably actually the real truth. Would, but I would both, I mean, 10 is high. Would both, would both of y'all put yourself voluntarily in a situation in which someone said, I promise you if you spend the night in this house, there's going to be some weird things happen. Y'all would do it in a heartbeat, I would right? be No, I mean, I would be scared. But what, here's, here's yeah, the way scared, I look at it. I'd be scared, but I kind of want to do it, yes. I, here's the way I look. I would, I mean... Okay, so to Toby me, Toby is definitely afraid of the this, dark. By all, the way, all I've of these things of and yeah, conspiracy theories and anything that's out there—it's not that it's not possible. Of course, it's possible. You can hear me say it's possible. I'll, I'll take that. Conspiracy theories possible. However, they're such long shots, and they're rarely the best explanation, and they seem not to be. And there is a math involved. So, if you said I'm going to randomly pick four ghost stories. UFO stories, conspiracy theories, out of all the ones there are to pick from, you will most likely be wrong about those ones. And the ones that might be true, you will have not very, you know, chosen the, the correct ones to, to do. So you'll be more right more times on average if you deny ghost stories and conspiracy yeah. theories. No. You, you have the best point. chance of being the most right the most often and not being led astray or making a mistake or sounding like an idiot. So it's a calculation and it is what I, what you would call a risk policy to not engage in such things. So although I, that's why I would right. give it some fractional percentage because, okay, sure. Whatever's possible. There's no putting weight on stuff like that because even if some is possible, it doesn't mean this is possible and you don't have any tools to sort through what's a good conspiracy or ghost story. So you're better <laughs> off. Your best policy is to not engage. That's the way. That's I mean, the simplest I mean, here's way. What's, here's what's so crazy about all of this, too. And I thought Reva asked a pretty interesting question a couple of hours ago as far as Joe Rogan being on other shows. And she was curious as to how, and, and Reva, you can correct me if I'm saying this wrong, but how, it, how does he remain sane when he's talking to different guests with different crazy perspectives that if they're right, it's like world-changing and that, right. that's what I find myself in that headspace so often. It's just like even within Christianity, it's like everybody believes such different things. And so circling back with this ghost thing, Matt, you, you are the third person that I actually have respect for who has a story about a demon violently attacking them. And I don't know if, if, if you're one of these, but the other two guys, one being Mark Driscoll, the other one being this guy, Naeem Fazel. Devin Shelton has this story. They both had marks on their bodies from where they woke up with pain and then remembered what happened in the middle of the night. And so for me, that's even, uh, uh, I hear stuff like that, and I'm like, I guess I got to believe, I mean, it seems like I guess demons do attack people in their bed sometimes. I mean, as 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 much as, um, beef I have with a lot of Driscoll stuff. I don't think he's necessarily a guy that gets in front of people and just makes up. No, stuff but it's not. Fun. You don't have, it has, have to be. It doesn't what? have to be your, lying. Your mic. Your mic's gone, Matt. Do you hear me, or is it the wrong mic? It's just some weird wrong mic. Okay, well, we let me barely hear you. I'll switch it in a second. Um, it, it doesn't have to be a lie, though. It just has to be confused or not sure, like me, and then rolling with it. But if I hear stories like my story, sure. I don't believe them. I do not believe somebody that tells me what I'm saying. I do not believe that person. I will not believe that person. I think that's good, but I, for, Joey, for you me, believe, this is Joey. This do is, you believe this, I saw a ghost? Like, the, are you the the? Your brain say, yeah, Toby saw something. Yeah, fifty fifty chance you you either saw something that is just a crazy coincidental visual exception to common things that we see or yeah. you saw something very supernatural i don't with just how this conversation played out i don't think it was as simple as a smudge on your glasses <laughs> picking up the reflection of a light because here here's here's why 
I, I see that kind of stuff all the time. And, and, and maybe sometimes it's after I've had a couple glasses of wine or something, but I still have the rationale to be like, oh no, that was actually such and such. Because if for a split second you think craziest scenario possible, like the supernatural, unless you are actively looking for that and, and, and want that kind of stuff, your skepticism kicks in because you are right in the moment and you've, right. got, you've got that stuff to work with right now. You don't have that stuff to work with right now. You don't have the same time, the same setting, the same level of light, or you, you can't necessarily go back to that. But how, how can you doubt what 42-year-old Toby saw knowing how skeptical you are? Yes, I think it was, it was something different, not normal. Now, whether or not to jump to Supernatural, I don't know. But yeah, when I hear, and, and that is a game changer for me. Like I would say that I'm a little, well, that would be a lie to say that I'm like Matt and I don't believe anything. I, I believe people way more than you guys do. But Toby saying it is a game changer for me right. because I know Toby and I know how quick he is to doubt stuff and write things off. And the fact that it was significant enough for you to go on the podcast and talk about it for me, I'm like, oh, yeah. That's the next. The um, next thing that it made me think is 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 it inherently scary? Like, why, why would it? If you see ghosts, why does that always have to be scary? The only reason I think it's scary is because of TV shows and and ghost stories. Yeah, if you, you know what no, I mean. Like that. Yeah. that, that no, yeah, I mean, no, if I just no, saw, that's not true. Anything otherworldly is scary. I, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, what if if it is that normal that, like, Joey's saying, like, I did, if I actually did see the supernatural, then why it's, it can't be inherently scary? Maybe everybody does. Maybe that's true. Yeah, you see ghosts all the time. Okay, I, I you know, I see Seven Elevens when I drop by them too. Just get used to it. Well, it's just yeah, normal, and you just see it's not new. I mean, it's something. It's not unknown. I'm just saying, why, why, why? That's that. That was the best thing about this whole thing was I haven't really been scared. I've been more like. Can I re- replicate it? You know what I mean? Like, if I can't replicate it or anything, then okay, that it is something unique. But I haven't been really that scared because I don't think like that's the thing that I think I, I always watch scary movies and horror movies or whatever, and ghosts are meant to hurt you. But I don't know why that's true. Same same as aliens. Why it would aliens only want to destroy you? Maybe well, they don't want to. Maybe why reason. would ghosts what? A ghost is a dead person that's still around. Why do they only want to murder you or hurt your family? Maybe they don't. Yeah, think, think, just, think about if, think, think about if you were a ghost, would you be really pissed off or just no? I'd just be like, hey, <laughs> thank, thanks for letting me use your home. Right. I, li- I lived here a hundred years ago. Thank you. Now, now I will deal. say what what happens when you die holding a grudge and then you become a ghost. Now that's that's the scary one. Oh, Joey has they, so many. You got a score grudges. to settle. You have unfinished business. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Because you wake up and you realize, holy shit, I'm a ghost. I've got way more flexibility. I can walk through walls. I'm gonna scare the shit out of that dude. Yeah, I could, I could that see that. That doesn't seem to case. be what she tried to do though. Whoever this ghost Jessica. was. No, she was just like cruising around. <laughs> I don't even know if it was a she. Just like your wife. I, I, well, the reason I said my wife is because I was like, "Who is in our room?" I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought there's another person walking. There's I'm telling you, though. The thing that was biz- the, the most making sense of what you've seen. Like, the most bizarre thing, though, was that it it just what uh, like it was. I thought that was a per. Uh, okay, it was a person walking past the end of our bed. I mean, I can't three D, whatever in in real time, whatever. And, and you so were totally my, awake. You were so wide there's awake. nobody in our house. So my immediate thought was, oh yeah, that's Jess walking to the bathroom or to see our kids. That was me rationalizing it. But I'm telling you, my experience was it was a person walking slowly somewhere. Yeah, and you were I mean, and that, you're convinced that, that, that you're is. wide awake. You're convinced yes. you're wide oh. awake. Yes, that's I that's am. not something that you doubt. I, yeah, I just not, don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Well, and I mean, and, I, mean this, I did, is, I did for a second, but then I was like, well, why? I I was like, did I fall asleep? But the problem with that was, I was, I, I immediately started rewinding Netflix, and I watched it three times in a row trying to recreate that moment. So it wasn't like <laughs> well, let's have people and, let's have people send send in a message and see if they have an alternate explanation. We'll take them. But, 
Yeah, you or don't ghost stories. Ask, you don't want to hey, ask. Oh, let's do a ghost stories episode. I was yeah. just gonna say you don't want to ask did. people for ghost stories. I've already done that, and it is it's unbelievable scary. the stuff you get Everybody where you're like, oh, you that can't was, believe that was damn probably one of them. That was probably your grandma, dude. <laughs> or just, I mean, there's like real explanations. I've seriously did. I've done this for Pastor with No Answers, and the stories I get, I was like, dude, I'm just reading this, and I can tell you what happened. That was. <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> All right. Y'all want to get out of here? Yeah, let's get on out. We got some. All right. We thank got, you guys so much. Yeah. Hey, we got we got some people that we want to honor real quick. Oh, yeah. And uh, bless them by basically sharing their testimony. How I'm going to do that is I'm basically going to read their name, and that name represents life change. Uh, when people join the BC Club, it is – I'm not going to equate it to eternity, but it is – a passing from death to life here on this earth. Death to life, Joey? Yeah, well, we've talked to a lot of these BC clubbers, and they have definitely communicated like an exuberant, uh, over-the-top, uh, euphoric feeling once they hit yeah. that it, click button. I don't, and it know, lasts for days. It Enlightenment, for days. salvation, yeah. wokeness, yep. Uh, yep. joining the BC club, just that type yep. of thing. And... and yep. And I didn't tell you this, Joey. I actually emailed each of these people, and they gave me their favorite word to say along with their name. This is okay. Their, I, so they they said, I I, I just wanted to know, like, what word do you love the most? Like my my favorite word to say is packages. I love the way that word sounds. I like but snack. This, I like yep, snack. snack. Matt, you got a That's, favorite word? I hadn't thought Reba? about it until this moment. I'll you go ahead and say, I'll, I like I'll get little one second here. Little is another uh, cool word. Hey, but speaking of ghosts and Matt, I don't want to. I don't want to sound disrespectful. But I, I'm not trying to make a joke. I really do think your mom figured out a way to join the BC Club. So that's okay. the first yeah. name I'm going to read, oh. and that's and that's Jennifer Carter. So wow. And I, her favorite word, I found that way out too, was piss flaps. Wow. Piss fla- <laughs> she loved it, Matt. <laughs> if that means anything to you. Well, I mean that. Yeah, that's like a seance itself. I mean, that's confirmation because for sure that was her favorite word. For sure, it's her favorite word. All right, Luke Covey, Reed Bag, Reed Sowell, Cocknose, Adam J. Brown, Dickweed, Rick Thomas, and you're not calling them that. That's just the words that that. Yeah, no, these are their favorite words. Word. This is what they sent in to me. I don't. I didn't know what they were going to send in. Hey, there's a. This is a good friend of mine who died uh, back in 2012. He joined too, Joshua Miller. I think a lot of these people knew that we were going to be doing like a ghost episode, and so they yeah. joined to be a part of it. His favorite word was jizzcock. <laughs> Shane Lunsford, Justin, Justin Willis, <laughs> Twat Waffle. Jar- I'm just going to keep reading because you're taking too long. Jared Mitchell, no, Dickhead, Josiah, Josiah, <laughs> Josiah Weaver. Suzanne, <laughs> Suzanne Summer, Piss Kidney, S- Summer, Brad Green, Paige Foster, Noah, Noah Bayos, Bayos, it's B A O A S, Quentin Gessner, Knob Jockey, Michael Rex wrote. His favorite Dick word Weasel. is his last name. Who whose whose last name is Rex wrote? And that's not their. Dion from Amberlin's last true. name is Rex wrote. Oh, nice. Chris Hessling, Zachary Beal, <laughs> Zachary <Cock> Beal. <laughs> Twat face. I'm just worried that these people aren't going to hear their names, Toby, and, uh, and then we jip them. Well, go slower, you piece of shit. Zachary Beal. Fuck Nugget. Eric Harris. <laughs> Asshole. And Scott Hale. Wow, guys. Fuck Bucket. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> they, I, they sent in their words. I don't want to say those not. things. They did yes, not. Yes, they did. Toby, nobody would they send in fuck in Bucket. They Scott Hale did, did not. He did not send in fuck bucket. Yes, he did. Okay, I would love for you to get some proof that Scott Hale sent in fuck <laughs> bucket. All you Wait, have to do so is you're hundred percent. He didn't send that in, but 50-50, That's all a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I, I doubt whether someone sent you a word by email. <laughs> 50-50 on the ghost. <laughs> I stand by it, though. We're laughing, but I'm serious. <laughs>